Welcome back. We are Simply Bitcoin. It's the weekend edition. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. All right, we're going into the numbers. Let's take a look at those numbers today. Number time! Number time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach. But be quick about it because tickets do go up in four days. But you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your ticket to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 712,467. The Bitcoin price, 53,580. Chain rewrite days, 828. Total public lightning capacity, 3,278.72. Moscow time, 1866. Blocks to the halvening, 127,533. Nico? You remember, you remember how we, you know, our theory that we know was debunked. It, it's currently being debunked again with the uh, the public lightning capacity, right? Did it, because did it go down? Yeah, because think about it, right? We were as the the price was higher, we were higher on the lightning capacity, the public lightning capacity, and now we're slightly lower. There's a dip. Okay, so, so that that theory is de it's totally debunked. It, okay, it, it, but every time I see it go wrong, I'm like, you see, I'm like, that's why you can't, you know, like that's, that's why we can't just trust that. Absolutely, and this is why TA is so dangerous, right? Because you're you're you think that you're picking up on a pattern, but it's not. It's like you're trying to make all these false connections in your head. It's totally true, man. But look, Phil, I know we don't speculate on the show very often. However. I am picking up on something, and I know that you agree with me in this particular thing. Mm. Usually when the price consolidates for an extended period of time the way it has been, there is usually a big move to the upside or the downside. I'm not going to tell you personally where I think that's going to go, but usually that's what happens. And the more we consolidate, right, because, Phil, we've been consolidating for quite a bit of time. Right. Think about it kind of like a spring load, right? Either to the upside or to the downside. We're not going to tell you what we personally think about that, but that's just kind of that's something to keep in mind. Do you agree with me, Phil? I, I absolutely do. And it's interesting that, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because, look, even when you're looking at stock charts, right, even though Bitcoin is nothing like a stock, it's the same type of it's the same type of thing, right? When you start to see consolidation, okay, and uh, and all these indicators start to pull closer and closer together, it usually indicates a massive move up or a massive move down, right? They can't really tell because you know who I mean. Like, look, you know, you could try to predict it, of course, but all I could say is is that what I'm seeing is is that when I'm seeing these dips, I'm seeing a lot of what looks like to me is some healthy buying at the bottom of those dips to pick them back up. Yes. So whether people are playing games or not is completely irrelevant to me, you know, like, cause obviously there's people who talk about, you know, price suppression and stuff like that. And all the whales are suppressing the price and you know, they're stopping it from going up. Okay. I, I have zero evidence of that. I don't know that that's true or not, but what I can say is this more and more people are contacting me about Bitcoin and more and more people are interested in Bitcoin only. So I don't care. <laughs> Absolutely. I know I know where we're I, I know where we're going. I just can't tell you when. The fundamental <laughs> you know? the fundamentals are sound. The the whale that you're refer referring to, which we you know we figured out this week, is Dennis, right? Obviously. That's a joke, by the way. Don't, don't don't get angry at Dennis. 
Even though you should be angry at this. Um, right now we need him. Right now yeah, we, we need we, the 58K it's, it's gang true. to bang the drum. We do need to go back up. But back up to 58K. But anyways, the point of all this, right, is we can't tell you. We don't have a crystal ball whether it's going to go up or down. But usually when these types of things happen, we've been in this long enough, okay? When the, the, the you know, because the, the, the Bitcoin chart, it's like a heartbeat, right? But when the heartbeat starts going little and lower and it starts consolidating the way it is, usually what happens is a huge move to the downside or a huge caca dump, right? So let's see what happens. But Anyways, I do have some actual signal numbers. Check this out, Phil. This was an awesome post by marty bent from tales from the crypt anyways Sweet. let's check this out bitcoin tx volume at all-time high right uh let's take a look at what that means this is wow. something that snuck past me the amount of value being settled on the bitcoin measure uh, network as measured in us dollars has been hitting new all-time highs over the last week and the tweet above Kevin miscounted, there have been five days in Bitcoin's existence where the network has settled more than 30 billion US dollars. The first was on October 8th of this year, and over the last eight days, it has topped 30 billion four times. How crazy is that? Did you understand that, Phil? Yes, that's the, pretty crazy. So the amount of, you know, settled. So how much Bitcoin is being sent and the, the value of that Bitcoin being sent is a, it hit an all time high this week four times in a row, dude. That has never happened in the history of Bitcoin. So while you're paying attention to the Fiat Kaka price, this is the actual signal. And this yes. shows a growth of the actual network. And I might add. All of those transactions happened in a purely peer-to-peer -peer manner. There was no central party. There was no central entity that you had to go through. You could just transact with people freely, and it looks like that's exactly what people are doing. $30 billion a day for four days. Absolutely crazy. Phil? And the monetary policy makers know 100% that Bitcoin makes them irrelevant. It scares the hell out of them. And that's why they are going to do what they're doing with all the regulations and all of this. This is all hocus pocus. And of course, weak hands are going to, again, to each their own, right? Everybody has different timelines, but that's why weak hands are going to dump. You know, they're going to see these things. They're not paying attention. They're not building conviction. But that's why it's great that you're showing signal like that. Because that's exactly it, right? While everybody's looking at the noise and everyone's looking at the, the big red candles, this is what's happening. People are still building on Bitcoin. Absolutely. And they're using Bitcoin, bro. Jack just left Twitter to build on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is breaking. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like <laughs> Bitcoin is breaking all time highs. We are seeing it right. The data is there. There's the benefits of an open ledger, an open monetary network versus the Fed. You have no idea what's going on there. You just have to trust the guys in the suits. Right. So, again, that's the signal. That's why we don't like to talk about the fiat caca price because, again, it's a lot of distraction there. And what you should be doing, staying humble, fiat mining as much as possible from your, you know, from your fiat job and opting out, putting that into Bitcoin, being part of the revolution, of course.
take self-custody. But anyways, Phil, it's time for The Daily Fail. The Daily Fail is brought to you by Amber App. Check them out. Bitcoin made easy. It's the easiest way to buy Bitcoin. It's a Bitcoin purchasing app from actual toxic Bitcoiners. Link is down below. I have no idea what happened today, but for some reason, Yellow decided to get next to me. I'm going to ask him something. Yellow, do you love me? No. All right, just say what you got to say. Umber, the smart way to stack sets. We have been trying to bring you this fail all week long, but there have been other fails which took precedence. Let's dive in. We're going to pull together some strings, as we've done in the past, and we're going to show you how the giant circle jerk of money is all the same. Anyways, 31 million stolen from Monox on Polygon and Ethereum in latest DeFi hack, and this was November 30th, right? Oh my gosh, no way. Polygon and Ethereum hacks. Oh, we're surprised. Okay. Another one? Another one. <laughs> Mono X is a, or Monox, however you want to pronounce it, doesn't really matter, is a DeFi platform that offers liquidity pools. Oh my gosh, no way. You know, yesterday we were covering um, Badger Deo, and I think they offer liquidity pools also. Yeah, no, they, but I'm sure it's different. Anyways. DeFi platform that offers liquidity pools where traders can place their tokens and receive tokens in return for providing liquidity. Wow. This is, this is definitely changing finance. The funds stolen included 18.2 million in wrapped ETH. So, so now they're shitcoining shitcoins. So somehow you're, 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 you're faking the... It's, it's like fake cubed or squared. Anyways, and 10.5 million in Polygon. Other tokens taken were WBTC. Of course, they've got some wrapped Bitcoin, right? Which we explained yesterday is not wrapped by anything. It's not Bitcoin. It's just some shitcoin called WBTC. Link, GHST, Duck, MIM, and IMX. First, we want to extend immediate sincere apologies toward the incident. And we assure you our entire team and partners are all working on this right now. Okay. We're going to back that up for a second. They're going to extend immediate sincerest apologies toward the incident. I don't think the incident was offended. I don't think the incident lost any money. I think it's the people that got screwed. I digress. Anyways. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. Who reads this stuff? Like, they put this together. Like, that sounds good to me. Like, really? <laughs> sounds good to you? Security of users' funds is of utmost importance to us, and we have had multiple security audits and a security advisor firm that work with us on an ongoing basis. However, unfortunately, we were still exploited, said MonoX. Yes, you were. And obviously, the users' funds aren't the utmost importance, because if it was, you wouldn't be shitcoining. You wouldn't be giving them useless tokens. You would just be going the route of a technology company trying to raise funds without pretending to be money or offer liquidity pools for no apparent reason. Anyways, okay. So that's what happened with Mono X. Now, of course, this got me thinking, right? Who invested in this garbage, right? Because obviously this thing pumped, a whole bunch of people put their money in and they got rugged. So... Got that, that, uh, the, uh, you know, that new site, the, uh, the app deals. But before we go look at the app deals, though, I just want to go take a look at the, at the Mono X website, right? I want us to just appreciate, I want us to appreciate their website, okay? Check this out. It's very important. It's one pool, zero collateral. 
There was collateral. but I don't think they really know what zero collateral means. I'm not sure that they, and I'm not sure that I understand in this case because maybe I don't get it. But to me, zero collateral means I can't lose, and apparently uh, somebody lost. Anyways, okay. Putting that aside, let's go take a look. Right, this deal room website that I've been using, which I which I totally love. Let's go take a look at some of the investors in Monox Finance. Right. Okay, we've got two investors. The latest one was September 2021, but the first one was Momentum 6. All right, let's go take a look at what Momentum invests in. Let's take a look at some of their current portfolio. One rare, NFT garbage. Dare NFT. Claystack. Coinburp. The DAP list. Because I'm sure that needs to be money, right? I'm sure that all these things need to be money. Mama Protocol, and this is, this is great, right? My DeFi pet. Because everybody needs uh, a shitcoin of a pet, I guess? <laughs> yeah, so take a look. I mean, like, look, you guys can see as I'm scrolling through this, all kinds of garbage. Blockchain cuties, Sarah Network. So you can see these people are serial shitcoin seed investors. Okay. That's, that's the first company. The next company is Animoca Brands. Let's go take a look at Animoca Brands. Once again, NFTs, gaming platform collectibles, and 63 others. Let's take a look at this. DeFi land, blockade games, blockchain deep tech, right? Consensus. So again, you know, we're, we're seeing, as I'm scrolling through, you're seeing all of these, you know, Blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. All of this is just total, utter garbage. What all blows right. my mind, dude, is that they're all interconnected. They're all interconnected, man. So we're going to move to the next company, right? Divergence. Okay? This is their website. The Shitcoin Operator Fund. Look at how strange this is. So obviously, it's it's just a bunch of NFTs. And look, the, the people that are involved, this is the team. I, I actually couldn't tell this was the team for the first two minutes. Um, anyways, so that's, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a joke, right? Oh, and then the last company, okay, the last one is AXA 8, okay? Obviously, they involved, they invested in Monox, but they also invested in my DeFi pet, okay? <laughs> Pets.com! So, <laughs> I swear to, so look, this is, this is the insanity, okay? You have all of these pools of money, Okay. And they're pouring it into all of these dog shit projects that every single one of them is just circle jerking the other one. And it's pitiful. And the thing is, is that they have the money to market it and they're able to pay people. And the thing is, is that, you know, just think about it, right? Like everybody's heard of click farms. Do you really think it's that expensive to buy a thousand followers, to buy 50,000 followers, to buy a hundred thousand followers and start shilling garbage? Anyways, it's just, it's really disgusting. So there you go. Monox, the $31 million rug pull. Who could have seen it coming, right? <laughs> who could have seen it coming, Nico? Phil, the shitcoin slayer. That's who could have seen it coming. All Bro, of us. Are you kidding me? Like, none of us are surprised by this garbage. Man, first I appreciate of all, that. amazing, amazing uh, investigative reporting. That was, dude, it's, it blows my mind, Phil. And the more you do this, how much of this is connected? It's like all these shitcoins, dude. It's like it's the same VC 
Auschwitz and Hor- I, I forget how to say the name Horowitz something. Anderson, yeah. Anderson Horowitz, A16. right? It's like they fund basically all of the shit coins and then add to the fact that you had Cardano and you had Solana contact me personally. They wanted to back BitVault mining. You know, it's like, dude, it's like, man. And it's like, this is how they legitimize themselves. They contact, you know, influencers, whether it's Logan Paul, you know, whether it's myself. It's like, hey, put your brand behind my stuff so that the unsuspecting noobs that are just getting into the space think this is the new Bitcoin. They get into this. And you know who gets rich? All of these VCs get filthy rich and they just do it again and again pump and dump after pump and dump after pump and dump and the more you've done this phil the more i because i used to give them benefit of the doubt maybe like oh they're just idiots maybe they just think that crypto is the future they know exactly what they are doing and if you kind of connect this with what gary gensler has to say which is the head of the sec and again, I'm not a big fan of government regulation and anything, right? I'm a I'm crazy libertarian, right? Obviously, I'm a Bitcoiner. But the point is, is that this is what he was talking about. This is what he's referring to when he says a lot of these DeFi and shitcoin projects are not decentralized. This is what he was talking about. This is These are giant, well-oiled machine pump and dumps backed by extremely well-capitalized VCs that are taking advantage of unsuspecting victims, stealing their money, and putting it in their pockets. And and all of this could be freaking avoided if we move to a SAT standard. We have to move to a SAT standard because the reason that people buy a lot of these shitcoins with their incredible names, because shitcoiners are great at names, right? is if we move to a sat standard and people at least felt that they were owning thousands or tens of thousands or millions of sats i suspect that phil at least 60 percent of this could be avoided for the noobs man for the no coiners you know so man uh, but listen at the like the good news right and again like i said earlier i'm not a fan of government regulation is i don't think i think the golden age of being able to do this is on the decline i think that five years from now i think that a lot of vcs are not going to be able to get away with what they're getting away with today and it's not because i'm rooting for government regulation but it's because none of these projects have sufficient amount of decentralization like bitcoin does phil we just showed you we just showed everybody how none of this is is grassroots how all of it is created. It's, it's completely created from corporations. Like we just show you a quote unquote decentralized authority, so to speak, that got rug pulled, right? Just sh- you, that, that was yesterday. And now today we're looking at quote unquote, you know, dot, you know, uh, a finance platform that provides, you know, that provides liquidity. And all it is, is it, it's just companies stealing people's money and and we're showing it over and over again and and it's really crazy and every single one of them i mean look now i'm getting to know some of these names more and more and you know they try to make it seem like oh yeah you know we're doing this for the people and we're doing you know like all these projects like oh it's community driven it's this and that we're showing you these things are not community driven these things are vc driven 
There's no community. It's it's hocus pocus. <laughs> it's absolutely. Anyways, it's so pathetic. Well, another segment of Phil, the shitcoin slayer. Awesome reporting, my dude. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily meme reviews. The daily meme review is brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. Every volume has different art. Showed you guys volume eight yesterday. This is volume nine. Absolutely beautiful. But get yours quick because there's only a thousand copies made per each edition of Citadel 21. All right, everybody. The first meme is brought to us by the legendary yellow at ico offender you guys already know who that is by now but anyways let's check it out bitcoiners that love tether fud because tether same company it's a shit coin but it has nothing to do with the bitcoin bond they don't have the usd they say part is backed by nothing but air does that make it less of a shit coin uh. <laughs> and it says and and usd what is it backed by exactly <laughs> I think we've said that on the show. Absolutely great meme by Yellow. Yeah, Anyways, very well done. Moving on to next one by Full Metal Hoddle 2. A short bedtime story. Good night, politician. Bitcoin good. And then, of course, the Bitcoiners. We know it's in the game theory, baby. We showed it to you yesterday where the European Union wants to crack down on Bitcoin mining, even though it's coming from re renewable energy. But, you know, Wyoming and El Salvador are picking up the, the piece, uh, the, you know, the, the opportunity because of Bitcoin's awesome incentives. Anyways, moving on. Nick Can't Mine, I think the original meme is by RD, so I'm going to give them both credit. Nick Can't Mine and RD, you can't hodl through a 30% drop. And it's Anakin Skywalker. Awesome movie. You underestimate my power. And that's when he was fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi in the lava things. But anyways... And here is RD, no, coiner, no coiners, you can't just meme Bitcoin into the next world reserve currency, Bitcoiners, my goals are beyond your understanding. Awesome, awesome memes by all these toxic, toxic plebs. And for that, Phil, because they're so awesome, I'm going to give it three orange pills. One, two, and three. What about you? Oh, wow. Nice. Touche. All right. Well... Those were awesome memes. I enjoyed them all. I really liked the uh, the last two. And I am giving it a very special score of my Wampit inflatable hammer. You have to hit yourself on the, on the head with it. That's right. But it didn't switch. <laughs> Wampit inflatable hammer. Wampit inflatable hammer. Awesome. Awesome scores. Guys, we don't know what's going on because a lot of the platforms, you know, they decide to censor and that. So we just want to tell you, we, we we record episodes rain or shine unless we explicitly tell you. If you can't find us on YouTube one day for whatever reason, you could always find us on Bitcoin TV, Rumble.com, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, all of that stuff. Check our Twitter. Everything's there. We'd really appreciate if you subscribe to us on those channels so that you don't miss an episode of Simply Bitcoin. And of course, if you agree with our scores, if you disagree, let us know down in the comment sections. And of course, join our Telegram group. Link us some Bitcoin memes to review because of Bitcoin meme review. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. 
The Daily News is brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. Get yourself the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the 3D printed Honey Badger space for your favorite hardware wallet or the 3D printed Bitcoin grenade art and it has space for your favorite hardware wallet or open dime. Really cool stuff. Take advantage of the link down below for 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, everybody. The Matrix is breaking. Okay. <laughs> it's breaking. They can't hide this anymore. But that doesn't mean they're not going to try. We covered yesterday huge episode. It was Michael Saylor going on Tucker Carlson, essentially telling the whole American public that inflation is the one stealing from you and Bitcoin is a solution. But this is the legacy media trying to keep the narrative but they can't it's breaking but that doesn't mean they're not going to try why inflation could actually be good for everyday americans and bad for rich people check out how crazy this article is but on the whole inflation could actually be a good thing for many working class americans check out the reasons phil they're going to make your oh blood boil God. especially those with fixed rate debt like a 30-year mortgage that's because wages are going up which not only empower workers, but, but also gives them more money to pay down debt. Like we've covered on this channel, if your, if your wage did not increase by at least 15 to 20% this year alone, you are making less money than last year. Perhaps the same fiat, like the fiat number, but the actual purchasing power that you have has actually declined. So this is BS. Plus, in the case of a mortgage, your monthly payment will be the same, but your house will increase in value. Like it it's is not increasing in value. It's, <laughs> it's not increasing in value. And That's this it. this is where they really slip up. OK, the trouble is you're not going to feel the upside immediately. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, first, once once you're a monetary slave and you're completely screwed, then you'll feel the upside. But here's the thing. This <laughs> does not work, and the reason it does not work is what I told you. Propaganda doesn't work when you have to put food on the table for your family. And guess what? Thing People are starting to figure that out. I think the Tucker episode was a historic moment, and I think it's just the beginning of what's going to happen. Check out this. It was a poll, really, that discovered this information. Inflation causing hardship for 45% of U.S. households. And it's from Gallup, by the way. So it's a pretty well-respected poll. Anyways, it goes on to say, as the peak of holiday shopping approaches, winter temperatures drive up heating costs across the U.S. So remember what I told you guys. The official CPI is around 6, six point something percent. But... The thing that actually hurts Americans' pockets, right, is how much are you spending on food and how much are you spending on energy? And that has gone up significantly, which is why we tell you that the estimated price of inflation is between 15 and 20%, the actual price of inflation. Anyways, 45% of U.S. households report that the recent price increases are causing their family some degree of financial hardship. 10% describe it as a severe hardship affecting their standard of living, while another 35% say the hardship is moderate. That's a huge, huge portion of the population. But I have some good news, right? Even the bankers are having to admit that this is a problem, right? Check out this article by CNNBC. IMF urges the Fed to sp speed up monetary policy 
tight uh, policy tightening amid mounting inflation fears, right? Again, you see, put everything together, connect the dots, right? You have the episode from Tucker. You have the propaganda failing. Remember the White House thing <laughs> telling you, oh, you're actually saving money from last year. That was BS. The Fed tried to tell you, go to soy, use it, have an Italian feast, right? The propaganda is failing. They can't hide it anymore, right? So again, the powers that be are saying, okay, we got to stop this. Now, the issue that they have right and let's see how it plays out because we don't know for sure the issue that they have is that if they stop printing the money at the rate they're printing yes it will definitely slow down inflation however it will tank the stock market right and it could cause a potential recession we don't know that for for certain but anyways let's let's check out the article earlier this week fed chairman jerome powell said the central bank could set up step up its tampering efforts and that this would likely dis be discussed at a meeting this month data released in november showed the u.s consumer price index rose 6.2 percent in october from a year ago hitting its high excuse me highest level in 30 years in 30 years absolutely crazy that is because of the record amount of money printing but here's the signal guys this is what i want you to pay attention to but the fed has said market players shouldn't interpret tapering as a sign of immediate rate hike. why did they say this right there's a lot of signal here because if if the if if the market does interpret it as a rake hike the stock market crashes. And this is what I keep telling you. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place. So it's like, we're going to taper it. We're going to calm down inflation, but we're also not willing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're going to do that, but we're not going to do that. Right? So I don't know how this ends, but anyways, even Christine Lagarde has been forced to cover this because they can't hide it anymore. Even with this absolutely crazy propaganda that they've been spewing out remember they've been telling us for the whole year there is no inflation inflation is transitory uh it was it was a couple it was either this week or the week before where jerome powell was forced to admit we have to retire that word right so anyways let's see what christine Lagarde has to say an inflation profile which looks like a hump so it does clearly increased uh, over the last uh, three quarters. And we know how painful it is. We know that you know, life is more expensive as a result, particularly for those people who have uh, low income and who are more exposed to prices rising, particularly- Remember what she said. Remember what she said there, just there, right? It says it affects people with low income. What does that say, Phil? Could you read that for me? Why inflation can actually be good for everyday Americans and bad for rich people. Oh. Wait a second. That, that doesn't make any sense. She's saying the complete opposite. Nico, which one's telling us the truth? This is what I'm, this is what I'm trying They're to nail. Lying to this, us what in I'm, some ways. this is what I'm trying to nail into. This is what I'm trying to tell you guys. Their matrix. They're losing <laughs> control <laughs> of the narrative, right? Tucker, that was just the beginning, right? Now they're have they're forced to admit this because they can't hide it anymore. Anyways, let me continue the video. When you know you fill up the tank. But we see it as a hump, and a hump eventually declines. And this is what we project for 22. That inflation will decline over the course of 22. Okay. 
Okay. So, yeah. so let, let's yeah. let's riff on this a little bit. <laughs> Max Kaiser saying you can't taper off a Ponzi. We come from that school of thought, but we also have to be open and transparent. We are Bitcoiners, so we're extremely biased in this, right? Uh, Ron Paul also calls it the crack up boom, the end of the fiat experiment. Jack Dorsey, hyperinflation. Now, this is our perspectives. That doesn't necessarily mean we're right, but they they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? And and that even goes to show in the article with Powell, where he essentially said, but the Fed has said market players should interpret tapering as a sign of an immediate rake hike. So they, they're pushing the can, then they're kicking that can to the 22. They're like, inflation is going to calm down in 2022. That's when it's going to calm down. But at the same time, we don't want to taper off. But this is the only way that they'll lower inflation, which is, uh, which is you know, uh, lowering the money supply, right? Stop printing money at the rate they're printing. So, dude, you know, it, I think, I really think this is the make or break moment. Let's see if they're able to stop the money printing without a total system collapse. But remember, guys, for an entire year, it was only Bitcoiners. It was us on this show that was telling you this was going to happen the entire time. And this is exactly why it happened. And the reason for that is simple. They are printing a record amount of money. Now, the big question is. Is are they able? Are they are they really going to be able to stop that record amount of money printing without the whole house of of cards collapsing? Right, that's the big question. Let's see what happens in 2022. You know how the Bitcoiners feel about it. I'm. Let's see what happens, Phil. Yeah, I don't think they're able to do it in 2022. Never forget this. They have no problem unwinding a bubble. Okay. They have no problem causing a collapse. We've seen it before, right? Everybody, you know, from 2008, right? We saw the, you know, we saw that collapse. There was, there was also the, you know, the internet, uh, what's it called? The dot-com boom as well, right? And the bust. Um, so look, they have no problem orchestrating collapses. I mean, there's also previous ones from the, you know, the early 90s and the 80s, but I'm not going to go all the way back in time. But I'm just saying they have no problem orchestrating collapses in order to facilitate and validate the future terrible decisions that they're going to enforce upon us. OK, so, yeah, I, I do think that to your point, there's not a chance that they can stop tapering this off. But there's also they, they can't risk the illusion completely breaking. So. They don't care. A whole bunch of people are going to suffer, you know, zero fucks given. That's your problem. And then we're going to, you know, they're going to come in with the, you know, white knighting it and being like, look, we're going to save the system. We've got these new policies because all the freaking other policies you've come up with have worked so well until now. Anyways, the other piece I want to point out is in that article where they're trying to convince us that somehow everything costing more and our wages not rising as quickly as inflation um, and, and actually, you know what, I, I can say that I know this from a very good source, right? Because, you know, when you're when you're giving out when, when you're giving out salary increases, I, they're nowhere near what the inflation uh, what the inflation is. So forget about your cost of living and all of that stuff. Forget about all the little things that you love. It's not even close. Now, the whole point I'm trying to make about that article is, is that you'll notice at the end. OK, you highlighted this. They want people to be calm right now okay they're reassuring you that the positive effects you're gonna feel them in the future 
The, the trouble is you're not going to feel the upside immediately. That's on purpose, right? They're, because what they're doing is, is that they're being suggestive so that, oh, okay, it's, it's okay that this is happening right now because this is going to get better. This is, this is kicking the can down the road. Make no mistake. That's exactly what's happening. And we're going to see more and more articles of kicking the can down the road until I think we, we eventually start to see what is going to seem like a black swan event, but in hindsight will be, you know, completely, you know, completely obvious. We're, we're going to see like a, I, I think like a, a dismantling, you know, and then we're going to see a bubble burst. I, I do think we're going to see a bubble burst. I'm looking at the, what is it? Like the Dow Jones is sitting at like thirty four and a half thousand dollars. Dude, the what? They, they I, I, companies yeah, exactly. were slashing left and right for the last two years. How are you that much more profitable now? The, <laughs> the money printing. <laughs> the money printing. Exactly. And the argument will always be made. Check this out. This is something I learned about Wall Street, which was which was very good bullshit, right? Because companies manage a lot of companies, anyways. Just to use a blanket statement, a lot of companies manage to the metric, right? And they they essentially manage to what the analysts are expecting, or they attempt to, right? So. What the analyst is expecting is always better, right? Like, but when times are quote unquote hard, the, the analysts lower their expectations, which makes it easier for a company to meet and exceed those expectations if they, in some cases, screw over their employees or in other cases, you know, do other cutbacks. But I'm just saying it's, it's all a charade. Okay. That's all it is. It's just managing to the metric. That's all that's happening. And this is just, you know, these, you know, the stuff you're pointing out, Nico, it's just absolutely sickening. And what's really scary is that the mainstream media is doing the complete opposite. Uh, sorry, not the mainstream, the corporate owned media is doing the complete opposite of what they should be doing. They are not informing the public. Some of them, some of them, some of them, right? Because some we have, we yes, have now true. on the, on the corporate, on the corporate legacy side, we have Tucker, the cat's out of the bag. Right, the cat's out of the bag. Right, you so did say the truth. It's not. It's not. You know, but on the progressive liberal side, it's not because th they're any better. It's just their power happens to be. But, you know, their party happens to be in power right now, so they're trying to not make them look bad. Right, but, but just yeah. to, I know, but at the same time, I just I I can't help but say the it doesn't to me like the corporate owned media is the corporate owned media. Every single one of them is going to be paid to shill a specific narrative of news. You know what I mean? Like I I totally respect what 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 Tucker does and everything like that, but he does work for fox and fox does have shareholders and they do have a certain view like yes he is allowed to say this aspect of the truth but i just i get afraid that's why I, that's why i'm saying that's my excuse for using the blanket statement of the corporate owned media no i <laughs> I, I, I agree with that no no but of course it would make sense you know follow the incentives it would make sense for them to make the current Biden administration because it is left to look bad, right? Which is why they reported. They're not doing this for any it other reason. It just so happens it's the truth. Exactly. It just happens. Exactly. <laughs> like because it, it aligns with their incentives. But yeah. anyways, kind of pivot a little bit. I saw Pomp talking about the, or I saw one of his videos today, essentially screaming through the rooftop saying that, you know, the future is going to be Bitcoin-backed bonds and they're coming to Wall Street and a bunch of big banks are are embracing that right kind of similar to what unchained capital and blockfi do, are doing but it's the actual banks that are being that are like they're actually going to act as the custodians now here's the thing is it bad to do this 
No, but I would suggest a company like Unshamed Capital because of how they approach it, right? With Unshamed Capital, they use a two of three multi-sig in which you own one of the keys, a third party owns one of the keys, and Unchained owns one of the keys, right? With, I'm sure, these bank collateralized drones and with uh, BlockFi, what they do is they rehypothecate it, meaning you don't own... If I send my collateral to BlockFi and I send it to a certain address, it's not leaving from that address, right? With the other collateralized guys like BlockFi, if I send my collateral to BlockFi, that collateral is just going to be dumped in a giant pile, right? And then, you know, so again, there's fractional reserve there, right? I know that if I use BlockFi, it's not perfect. It's still not your keys. At least you own one of them, but you don't have access to all all the Bitcoin, right? You still need one of their signatures, either from the third party or from, from Unchained. But anyways, I, I, I wanted to set a counter narrative to pump at least that was you know screaming this is the future this is good remember guys yeah. not your keys not your bitcoin so when you're if you think about doing this remember you're giving up custody and i'll get why that is so dangerous in a moment anyways bitcoin backed bonds are coming to wall street as goldman embraces bitcoin and shitcoin collateral i i bet you that it's going to be only Bitcoin collateral. But anyways, I digress. Earlier in the week, we described El Salvador's historic Bitcoin bond, a $1 billion deal collateralized with $500 million of Bitcoin that the crypto-embracing nation would use. The Bitcoin-embracing nation. Not the crypto. The Bitcoin-embracing nation. Anyways, Bitcoin-embracing nation would use to fund the construction of Bitcoin City, as we said at the time. Now, this is the part that we missed when we reported this last week. Other countries are likely to look into how they can they can get money without having to deal with reproaches banks bankers at the IMF. That's awesome. A Bitcoin bond is a great way to secure funding outside the, the uh, bounds of the traditional financial system. Well, according to a report from Coindesk, uh, Goldman Sachs and a handful of of other tier one U.S. banks are figuring out how to use Bitcoin as collateral for cash loans for institutions, right? Anyways, moving on. Goldman was working on getting getting approved for lending against collateral and tree party repo, said said one of the people. And if they, if, if they had a liquidation agent, then they were just doing secured lending without ever having Bitcoin touch their balance sheet. Goldman is not alone. A handful of big banks are following the trailblazed by Bitcoin and shitcoin friendly banks, Silvergate and Signature, both of which announced Bitcoin backed cash loans earlier this year. We've probably spoken to a half a dozen banks about Bitcoin backed loans, said a second person from a large institutional trading firm. Some of them are in the next three to six months category and some are further out. What's interesting is some of these banks will use their own balance sheet to make make the loan. Others will syndicate this out. The regulatory stance on activity like this in the U.S. remains complicated. I want you guys to remember this last part before I move on to the next article. Is this good for Bitcoin for the people that want to risk right? They need the cash as an emergency, perhaps. But I really want to talk about the dangers. Because if this inflation thing does happen in the US, just look back on history, right? What happened during, you know, in the in the 1920s and 1930s during the, the Great Depression, 
FDR. He just six one oh two to everyone's gold. Just took it, mm-hmm. took it in. So if the government gets in, in trouble, what are they gonna do with those Bitcoin collateralized loans? They're not in your custody. Nope. They're they're in the custody of banks, right? And when six one oh two happened, guess where people had their gold? In banks, right? So that's the dangerous of that. Now, if you think I'm a conspiracy theorist, this is also already happening in Turkey. Turks flee to gold, Bitcoin, and foreign currency as government devalues lira. Telling, even though Turkish banks accept deposits in both gold and foreign currency, many people avoid them out of fear the government might seize private funds to bail itself out. This is what I'm talking about. Looking for a safe haven, many people also take to cryptocurrency, while volatile Independent digital currencies appear to be a better bet than than a lira that loses value by the day. Bitcoin and its competitors can also be transferred over long distances across national borders. Right? Okay. So, one of the main benefits ben, uh, benefits of Bitcoin is that it's unconfiscatable, it's uncensorable, and the government just can't seize it. But if you do a Bitcoin collateralized collateralized loan, you're giving up that main benefit and you're giving it to a bank that if the U.S. Ha- gets in trouble, what are they going to do? They've already done it in the past. You're already seeing it in Turkey. You're giving up your power, your sovereignty, your freedom if you happen to choose to do one of these things with these banks. The unchained solution is a little bit better because at least you hold one of the keys. But if the bank, if the U.S. government was in that deep of a trouble, dude, they've already done in the past. They did that in the 1920s, 1930s with the 6102 order. So I get why Pomp is excited. I know that he's trying to get engagement. I respect his work ethic. Man, that guy's pumping out videos like crazy. Super cool stuff. But be careful of this. Be very wary. Remember this very fundamental lesson not your keys not your bitcoin so don't get too excited okay because the moment that you're giving up this custody of your bitcoin to get that cash loan of this cash that is constantly being devalued right you're giving up your sovereignty you're giving up your wealth which you're not completely 100 percent guaranteed to get back even if you pay back the loan in case the u.s government gets in some type of monetary trouble and if you look at the articles if you look at the rhetoric from the central banks i don't know right i'm just saying the best thing that you could do is take self-custody only you should know your seed and use your own node so that you take your privacy and your sovereignty back into your hands and again not trying to bash on pomp respect his work ethic but i'm trying to set a counter narrative from a plea pleb perspective. Phil? Yeah, that very well said, man. And obviously, I totally agree, you know, with, with the work ethic and everything like that. But again, you know, going back to, you know, the, this whole the, the Bitcoin bond thing. So look, this is not a product. You know, this is a product to me the it, way it, I it, see it. It's, it's, sorry, Phil, it's not a Bitcoin yeah. bond. It's Bitcoin collateralized loans. 
Oh, sorry. The Bitcoin collateralized loans. I, I really see that as as a product for financiers, you know, like for for people in that industry like us. I, I mean, for yeah, you know, from the plea pleb perspective, 100 percent, you know, I for me, it actually scares me to enter in an agreement where even if I, I, I have one key, that's not enough. If it's a, you know, if it's a multi-sig and I, I can't do everything I want with it and I have to go and ask somebody else for permission, even if it's through a simple, uh, a simplified process, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not crazy about that. And I understand that that's going to limit, you know, maybe my capital, my capital reach or, or my ability, uh, you know, to, to prosper financially, you know, in the for going forward in, in some other way, right? Because we don't, you know, there's a lot of unknown unknowns, so to speak. We don't know what's happening, right, entirely. So I, I just, but I, I feel safer this way, you know? Like for me, it's like, I, I don't even want to take that chance. And definitely to your point, I don't suggest any Bitcoiners take that, take on that risk. You know, I, I really don't think that they have to. And I, again, I, I think that, you know, Pomp is kind of playing to a bit of a different audience, you know? That's it's a, it's a different audience than us. Absolutely, you know, and, and dude, they shouldn't do it either. By the way, no, they Just shouldn't. Say. They shouldn't, they shouldn't do it either. I, they, I, they should look at other alternatives. You know, go and right now money is cheap. Go and like borrow cash, not using Bitcoin, not using your Bitcoin. Okay, go and find some other way to do it. You don't need it. There's plenty of stuff that's that's you know quote unquote valuable for now that you can go and maybe collateralize that you can get cash with. Be creative, okay? <laughs> it's it's definitely better than doing it with your Bitcoin because your Bitcoin, it's really like, you know, when we talk about personal responsibility, like we're, we're not joking, right? I mean, it's, you know, th there's countless stories, you know, people make mistakes, like when it's gone, it, it's gone, you know, and we make a mistake and we screw up, like it's it's real, right? There's no there's no mommy and daddy, you know, state figure to, to come and rescue us and reverse the transactions and, you know, pull Vitalik, stop trading. <laughs> so, poof, it's gone. <laughs> yep. but but yeah man and again guys like you know pomp does his thing to each their own right but you know no one if it wasn't for us setting a, at least a counterpoint yeah who would right that's that's just what we're trying to get at but anyways phil there was an open source software release today why don't you tell everybody about it software releases Software releases are brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, cyphersafe.io. Store your Bitcoin seed in the Cypher wheel. That's right, it's a steel wheel. You store your seed. The seed's not going anywhere. Fireproof, waterproof, pet proof. That's right, Cypher wheel. The link is down below. We've got Electors version 0.9.3 that's released. It's down below. Awesome, thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was the weekend edition. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we really appreciate it. If you smash that like button, and of course, if you want to continue hearing the catastrophic fails from the shitcoiners, central bankers, all of the above, and the Bitcoin news from the Plim perspective, definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And guys, we'll see you on Monday for the weekend recap. Prepare for the great unwinding. We'll